Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, every day is Saturday. Hi, everyone. This is Coach Fab for Casinos USA. And welcome to our 43rd podcast, our June 21st, 2018 podcast, a cabana at New York, New York in Las Vegas. Hey, we'll be right back with our first guest. Hey, with us today is our daughter, Jill Nicole, who uh, lives in Henderson, Nevada, just a few miles from the Strip, and she actually is close to the M Resort. But before she came home for Father's Day, she uh, stayed at New York, New York, and she's the one that booked the cabana. So let her tell you about it. Jill, do you just want to start like initially why you chose New York, New York? Sure. Hi, everyone. I had my teenage daughter there with her friend and teenagers are hard to please. So I picked a casino that I thought had a lot to offer uh, their age with the arcade and the roller coaster and being so close to T-Mobile Arena, the home of my beloved Golden Knights, uh, with that new park that they put out. I thought it was the perfect choice. And I asked after the trip my daughter and her friend what their favorite part was, and they said they loved it all. So I made some good choices with New York, New York. Did you uh, call the casino or did you go through M Life? I know you're an M Life member. How'd you do it? How did you book the place? Well, I think the millennials are rubbing off on me, and I prefer to do a lot of things online without direct communication uh, to another person. So I did go on M Life. I booked it all online, and uh, even at check-in, I did the mobile check-in, and I didn't have to talk to anyone at the hotel until uh, we checked out. What was your impression of your room at New York, New York? Well, I um, M Life Rewards offered two nights for three people, uh, one sixty a night, which was pretty good for I th- I thought for two queens. The room was quiet, which was for me, the most important thing, because I need sleep, especially on the strip. Um, but it was decent. It, it was um, a little outdated, perhaps, with the walls. Um, the wallpaper had some damage done to it. But overall, it was, it was pretty good. Um, so did you book the cabana once you had checked in, or did you do that online as well? I did that online also. And actually, what people out here might not realize out east is that cabana can also mean chairs so at first i booked two chairs for (laughs) which is called a cabana for fifty dollars 
Um, I upped that to four chairs for $100. How did you realize that? Did you know that already, or how did you realize that? No, I didn't. I just thought, wow, 50 bucks for a cabana, that's a great deal. And then I read the fine print, and it actually <laughs> included just two chairs. You could upgrade um, by adding an umbrella. So when I got there, the pool manager um, saw the reservation for four chairs for $100. And these are more premier chairs. They have nicer cushioning than the regular chairs, hence the cabana term. And he said, you know, for 250 so for 50 more, you could get a cabana that seats six to eight people, um, and you get uh, a server that comes directly to you. And I considered it, and, and I... What was really amazing, and not all casinos offer this, is that the 250 also included $250 worth of food and drinks. Not all cabanas include that. 250 worth of food and drink? Yes. So you pay 250 you get the cabana, and that includes 250 worth of food and drink. Now, with four or four people or more, you're definitely going to go over the 250 for food and drinks, especially if you have over 21 crowd. Um, drinking there. But I see what they're doing there. They're guaranteeing themselves at least $250, right? Exactly. Although, you know, at other, we stayed at a cabana, we had a cabana at Westin Lake Las Vegas, and that did not include food uh, for a similar price. Wow. So that was a great deal. But you have even, I don't know if you want to call it luck or bad luck or good luck. You have another story about the cost of that cabana. And and really is impressive that New York, New York came through for you. So you want to tell that part of it? They did come through. I don't know if it was bad luck or if New York, New York is just very authentic in their theme of being in New York City. Uh, The pool is decorated um, not like you're at um, a beach with palm trees, but rather like a city. And true to form, we had an uninvited guest in the refrigerator of our cabana, I had bent down because we were running low on water. They did supply endless water with that deal also. I noticed smashed in the refrigerator was a massive cockroach. So I think they really hit the authenticity uh, bell with uh, New York's theme. Well, what did they do? (laughs) I mean, having a cockroach in the city, but what did they do to, you know, because they were disappointed in themselves not seeing that cockroach, what did they do for you? Well, I took a picture of it and went over to the pool manager, and it was 105 degrees, and the thought of that smashed cockroach in the refrigerator where I had put some of the food that we had partially eaten, um, it was kind of grossing me out. (laughs) So I might have been a little overdramatic in how sick it was making me, the idea of the cockroach. He had to call um, his superior. She was in a meeting, and um, when she got back, what they did was they they charged us for the food that we had eaten up to that point, which was about $100 worth of food, and she comped the rest. So instead of paying the 250 I only had to pay for the food we had eaten, which was $100, and then we we ate probably $150 more, and that was <laughs> comped. Oh, I, if you ate that much food, it must have been pretty good. How do you rate the food at New York, New York's pool? Uh, I wouldn't give it a stellar rating. It was pretty typical pool food. Um, what was we had a lot of fruit cups. The fruit cups are ten dollars. They're pretty large, like a, I guess the size of a red solo cup, and stuffed with mango and papaya and watermelon. So we had. 
probably six of those uh, oh, wow. for the day. And their drinks, you know, the girls had non-alcoholic um, daiquiris. And that's, you know, six to eight bucks a pop. So um, we got our money's worth. Um, I know there's a lot of our families that are follow our podcast that have teenagers. And what else can you do with teenagers in Las Vegas? Like, what else did you find to do that they enjoyed? That's always tough. Um, but New York, New York, I thought was very... It was the perfect location for them because you have the walkways to um, Excalibur and MGM. So we walked over to Excalibur. Um, over the two days that we were there, we ate at Buca de Peppo in Excalibur. Well, that's very, that's, I think that appeals to a lot of people. <laughs> it, it does. And um, I used a Groupon for that. We saw Tournament of Kings at Excalibur, um, which I had um, credit given to me when you use your M-Life rewards card for that. Well, all three of you, uh, the, the two teenage girls and yourself, are barrel racers. I mean, you're horse people. So how did they feel about the horses in that show? They loved it. I was a little bit worried because they're really skilled um, riders. Kelsey is a state champ. And they loved it. They loved seeing the horses. And we had front row seats. Um, that was a great experience. Well, that's good to hear. Well, um, I, I know you don't want to Talk about it too much to get emotional, but uh, hey, your Golden Knights made it all the way to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, for that for an expansion team, they did things that nobody else had done. And uh, I just want your comment. They did. They decided not to have a victory parade. I guess they want to say, save that for the day they actually do win the Stanley Cup. But they did something else that was very nice um, for like a fan appreciation. I know you know about that. Oh yeah, they went. They went to Fremont and. Um you know, they had a big celebration with the fans. It was standing room only. It was, you know, in the hundreds, fans came out, stayed out, didn't complain about the heat. We love them. Vegas Golden Knights, you know, the strip kind of belongs to the tourists, but the Vegas Golden Knights belong to us, the locals. I know how strongly you feel about that team, but do you have anything else to add teenage tips for our, our friends who listen to the podcast? Of course. Uh, my daughter and her friend love walking around um, the park, which is between Park MGM and New York, New York. Uh, for adults, of course, they have parties Tuesday and Wednesday with $5 drinks. But the, the girls like listening to the live music. They have um, patio furniture, you know, outdoor furniture, stage. Uh, we went to Hershey's World, um, M&M uh, M&M World. I call it all world. I hope that's the name. <laughs> and um, the arcades. Uh, there's a fun restaurant at Excalibur called Dick's Last Resort, where the wait staff kind of is rude on purpose in a funny way. Um, so there's that. And uh, we also, we headed out to Fremont Street and did the Fear the Walking dead experience oh, which tell me about that one that was a huge hit it's not too expensive i think it was 24 uh, bucks a pop um and they you enter the um exhibit or the experience and the idea is that you are being monitored to see if you have been infected with the virus and so they do the uh you walk through the um, x-ray machine and it scans you and tells you how infected you are. And you have to, like the first part is kind of like, I guess, an, a haunted house in that the zombies uh, take over the place and you have to find a way out uh, from them. The characters don't touch you, but 
it seems like they're going to, and it was quite an experience. And you end with a virtual reality uh, shooting at Zombies Ride. Um, uh, then you can, when you leave, you get pictures that you can purchase and um, souvenirs. That sounds like it'd be more fun, uh, just not for teenagers, but for anybody that follows the shiz, the zombies, huh? It, it was, and my daughter pushed me so hard that I think I had a bruise because <laughs> she was trying to escape. Um, so it was worth it. Okay, hey, well, thanks for uh, your appearance here, and thanks for coming home for Father's Day. Really appreciate it. And we'll be with you in Las Vegas. Uh, we're staying on the Strip. Let's see, we're staying at Bally's. Um, we're staying at the Luxor, and we're going to finish our trip um, on Fremont Street for the first time over after all these years. We're staying at the Golden Nuggets. So come on down and join us for that swim in the shark pool. Yeah, I definitely want to swim with the sharks. Thanks again, Jill. Jill wanted me to uh, remind all of our listeners that the charge she talked about at New York, New York, the $160 room rate, that included everything. That included the resort fee, taxes, and parking. And she said um, she was very appreciative that the rate they gave her online was all inclusive with that, and, and that's how it was. There wasn't any deviation. So, again, it shows a lot of integrity and good business sense by M Life and the resorts that they operate. We're going to take our famous island music break, that's island music, and come back for Craps Talk. We'll be back shortly. In Craps Talk today, I want to draw from a book called Craps to Win Thousands, and it's by Carol Meyer, C-A-R-R-O-L-L-M-E-Y-E-R. Mr. Meyer is uh, an entrepreneur, a restaurant entrepreneur, but uh, more importantly for us, he was uh, a, a sensational craps player. And in this book, he talks, uh, I want to talk today about when you feel a seven's going to come up. There's some superstitions associated with that. But then we'll talk about what to do when you think the next number will be seven. So it might be interesting to you if you uh, sometimes get an impulse at a table that a seven's coming up, a little strategy on what to do and how to make money from that. And it's not about Big Red, which would probably be the worst bet you could make. So let's talk about the superstitions first and then get to the strategy. Well, one of the more common times, superstition-wise, is when a player, the shooter, throws the dice accidentally <laughs> off the table. You know, so that's a no-no. And uh, a lot of craps, player, craps players, excuse me, including yours truly, takes my place bets off. But we'll talk about what else you can do. Um, after a long roll of numbers, the dice can change on the next few rolls. And you just get a feeling that, you know what, it's time for sevens to show up. The third way is after the dice have been rolling and several numbers have been made, up comes a craps 2, 3, or 12. And you have to decide, is this a seven signal or just a crap that doesn't count? If you decide it's a seven signal, then you respect this. For, the, for this roll and the next four or five rolls. You know what? Don't believe it, and sometimes you'll pay because you don't. Another thing to notice is notice when two or three consecutive dice rollers do not make their line point in a very few numbers. Also, if you catch yourself looking at your money and thinking, how much am I up? <laughs> You're inviting the crap gods to have a seven roll. If there's a law, this is probably another common one, there's a law, some sort of distraction. Um, for example, the new chips come in, you know, with the security people, and the game just stops. A lot of people go off in their place bets. Um, a lot of people hop to sevens at that point. 
for the next roll because they feel a seven will be rolled. Another superstition. When the craps dealer tells you that you have no odds on the existing bet and that bothers you. Or if he holds up the game just talking to someone, sometimes another dealer. Some gamblers call off this roll when the stick man uh, changes, when the stick men change. And <clears throat> I do that myself. I um, often go off on place bets and hop to sevens whenever there's a stick change. And I have to tell you, more often than not, it pays. So if you want to follow these sort of impulses, <laughs> I know it's superstition, everybody. But if you want to follow these, what can you do to help these impulses lead you to some money? Well, let's talk about that. Well, if you've never done this, don't be afraid to say, I'm off on all my place bets. You tell the dealer, take me off on all my place bets. Not take me down, because then they'll pick up your chips um, and then give them back to you. But you just want to come off, because you're going to come off for one roll, maybe two rolls. Okay, so make a lay bet on all the numbers or on certain numbers. So let's just say, for example, I'm going to lay the four... And I'm going to lay the 10 for $50 each. All right. Now, the advantage of a lay bet over just betting big red is pretty simple to talk about. If you bet big red and a craps number rolls, you know, that's a 2 1 1 2 6 6 1 1, you would lose. But on a lay bet, you wouldn't. So again, if you lay a number and a craps number shows up, you're not going to lose it. The same would be true with the 11. So if a 6-5 or a 5-6 comes up, you won't lose those lay bets. But if it was a one-roll bet on big red, you would. Or if it was a one-roll uh, bet you know, hopping to seven, you would. So that's something to remember. Uh, don't be afraid. Now... You've laid the four and you've laid the 10 for $50, which means that if the seven is rolled, you would win $50, 25 from the four and 25 from the 10. And the only way you would lose that bet is if a four would come up, you'd lose the $50 on the four, or if a 10 would come up, you'd lose the $50 on the 10. Now, you know, call me Mr. Hedge, but when I do that, I also make a hardways bet of $5 on the 4 and $5 on the 10 because that would protect me from that loss to a degree. You know, I'd, I would get $35 back um, of the $50 that I lost. And remember, I'm going to take those bets down on the hardway numbers if I don't want them. This is when I think a 7 is going to come up because of one of the reasons I just read to you, gave to you, um, you know, but particularly when there's a sort of a stoppage of play, um, stick man changes, um, particularly when dice go off the table. I agree with Carol Meyer, take his advice, and I make these lay bets. And those are better bets than betting big red for one roll. So you just, you have more protection, you know, because the craps numbers in the 11 doesn't hurt you. I think it's a wise play, and this is from a man who, won thousands and thousands of dollars um, uh, playing craps. And, you know, I'm not going to dispute what he says. I agree with it and I embrace it. And I want you to think about it. So, again, 
when you think the next number will be a seven for whatever reason, this impulse or some of the things that I had talked about, you say, take me off on my place bets, not take me down, but take me off. And then you lay the four for 50 and you lay the 10 for 50. Okay, so if a seven is rolled, you win $25 on the lay bet on the four and $25 on the lay bet on the 10. Well, so at the same time, I make it, this is not Carol Meyer's advice, but this is Mr. Fab, Coach Fab's advice. I also um, make a hardway number bet on the four of $5 and a hardway number bet on the 10 of $5 just to hedge my loss a little bit. If a hard 10 or hard forward roll, I'd lose the lay bet, but I'd win the hard number. So that's, that's just something that I do. So then my total win would be $40. I'll take a $40 win, and then this is something that's very important. I can take all my lay bets down and go back to regular craps with my place bets. My place bets are still there. So I take my lay bets down and turn my place bets on one more time. Tell the dealer then I'll take my lay bets down and I'll turn my place bets back on. And you're going to be coming... If a seven was rolled, you're going to be coming to a new come out roll, and that's how that's where you go. Okay, thank you for um, that, Mr. Carol Meyer, and the book is Craps to Win Thousands. Awesome book. Hey, next we have a call from Atlantic City, and that of course would always be that perennial caller, Big Money Nick, who plays the Kino machines at AC. Here's what we're talking about. Here's Nick. Hi, this is Nick calling from Atlantic City. Just want to give you a quick report. You know, I come here every year, me and my wife, and this is our week that we come in mid-June, and the big Keno players, and you know how Keno goes. You have one good day and several bad days, or several bad days and maybe one good day. So last night was a bad day. So the good thing about that is, as most of you know, there's always tonight. So hope that better luck tonight. But Atlantic City, the weather's gorgeous right now. Watching the construction of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, which is open in the week, along with the Ocean Resort, which is the former Revel, and of course the Hard Rock is the former Taj Mahal. So I wish it was here in about a week, but as always, next year to see that. So I'll keep everybody updated. Hey, thank you, Nick, and I hope you and Kelly are enjoying yourself despite the poor start. But you know, you're a true believer, and you'll be bouncing back for sure. You know, we're talking uh, later uh, in a few minutes about retiring to Las Vegas. And uh, you might wonder, well, hey, we're in the East Coast. Why not retire to Atlantic City? And the, the issue for us there, there's a couple. Um, it's basically the weather. <laughs> when you leave Western Pennsylvania, I think it's most often uh, an escape from the winters, the Januarys, the Februarys, <laughs> and into the Marches. I think that's there's a whole lot about it that way. But Atlantic City is a great Vegas alternative um, during the warmer months because you do have the ocean. And, you know, Nick and his wife enjoy uh, swimming in the ocean and enjoy the beach scene and all that kind of thing. And so it works very well. And that's something you don't get in Las Vegas because in Las Vegas, uh, well, everybody knows you're going to be in your in a swimming pool in a casino resort uh, or pools. Uh, it's not going to be about a real beach. On the, on the subject of Keno, uh, with the expansion of um, gambling in Pennsylvania, you know, adding more casinos, et cetera, there's also an expansion of Keno into bars. And um, I know uh, Maryland has that system now. Now, the odds are 
really, really bad for players uh, when they're coming over to lines like that. Uh, I haven't seen the Pennsylvania ones yet, but the ones in Maryland don't even come close to matching what you'd find in a Keno machine or in a regular Keno game, you know, with the balls um, and the cage and all that. But uh, despite the fact that a lot of people uh, kind of spoof on Keno, there's still a lot of interest in it. And again, uh, Pennsylvania and other states are turning to that as uh, legal gambling in bars. It's a, it's a quicker game and it's fast and uh, it's something that uh, thousands of people enjoy. And so does Nick. Now let's just take a very short break and uh, we'll be talking about retiring to Las Vegas. That's Janie and yours truly, Coach Fab. We'll be right back. Well, I think uh, you may agree. Um, at a certain point in life, you, you get to a situation where you have to stop talking about something or you have to act on it. And Janie and I have been talking about um, moving to Las Vegas for a number of years. And we always said, hey, that's something we'll do eventually. And then it turned out that our daughter Jill and uh, two of our grandchildren are there. We also have grandchildren in Pennsylvania and in Maryland. But, you know, that's an, that's an attraction. But putting that aside, we've been talking about Las Vegas for a long, long time. And then we've reached a point now where we're truly weighing the pluses and minuses of such a move. And, um, you know, either we're going to do it or we're going to quit talking about it. So I'm going to bring Jandy in and we'll be discussing, you know, the, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly when you talk about leaving a place where you grew up and your own home and all that and going out to another place to experience different kinds of things. Hi, everyone. This is Jane. Well, of course, it's not winter. It's summer right now and very hot in Las Vegas and will be for a couple months, but one reason I guess a lot of Easterners, a lot of retirees always talk about moving out west or down south is because of the weather to get away from the ice and snow that we seem to have a lot of and the very cold temperatures. So for one, that's one thing on our list. For do, do, It is nice out there. We've been there almost every single month of the year and, you know, the, the hottest is July and August, obviously. September's a a little bit hot, uh, but it's still nice in the evenings, and, and the winters are beautiful. Is it is it fair to say that we feel better? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, at least because of the lower humidity, you don't have the aches and pains. You know, your body doesn't retain that water levels, and you're just, I think, anytime you and I have gone and we've talked about it, you can just sort of jump out of a chair or jump out of bed and you can get moving and you definitely noticeably feel better i know you're um you're a big swimmer i mean we both are swimmers but you really enjoy swimming and um uh, it's not year round there but it's 10 months in fact some of the places are open year round i'm talking about outdoor swimming oh yeah it's it's much it, it, there's that element yes that um we don't have here, obviously, unless you go to some heated indoor pool around here or have your own. You know, we don't have that element. Another plus is that, uh, you know, yard work, dealing with uh, the falling leaves in the fall. Um, probably even a bigger subject with me is the constant shoveling of snow and having to salt walks for um, school children walking by. So you have to you have to be safe and just protect everybody. That's not an issue in Las Vegas. That's something you don't worry about. 
you know, um, falling leaves and snow. How do you feel about that subject? Well, I do, I do think about that because, you know, on those icy cold mornings, you know, one of us goes out and puts the salt down, which then invariably ruins the sidewalk, which we've just had portions of it replaced over the years. Um, there's a heavy maintenance with winter here. And especially, I mean, we have a pretty big lot with our house and the house is big. So we have a lot of areas that have to be covered for the winter. And, you know, that's, it takes a lot of time and energy. Now it's good to get up and moving. We'd like to do that, but I think I'd rather walk out in Red Rock Canyon than I would shovel the walk here. Another plus about Las Vegas, because, you know, just talking about going to a warmer place is one thing, but all through the Stanley Cup, the announcers kept saying that Las Vegas is the entertainment capital of the world. And, you know, when one's children are adults and uh, grandchildren are, are growing up as well, we have plenty of time to seek out entertainment. And Las Vegas, in my mind, it has everything. It, it has the shows that you love, you know, it has the gambling, you know, within reason. It, it, it has so many features. It has the culinary features. Um, e even uh, off-the-strip casinos and restaurants are attractive. You know, compared to the Pittsburgh area, I don't want to um, be negative about the Pittsburgh, but let's face it, what place could match the entertainment options that Las Vegas provides? What's your view on that? Well, I would definitely agree on that. I mean, granted, they might have a little too many Cirque du Soleil shows, you know. Um, you know, there's that element. But they're all, every one that I've seen of those are very, are really entertaining. And, and I appreciate all the talents and athleticism of the performers. Um, we liked Beatles Love. We've liked Caw. Um, I can't even remember how many we've seen a lot of them and and have enjoyed them all but and that's not the only show you know you have the high ticket entertainers that are there Elton John Celine Dion um, there's just so many things little there's little neighborhood theaters to go to and there's two college campuses in Las Vegas and we've been to both of them and they have their own productions that are there also um, there, you're not at a loss for any kind of entertainment there as far as eating. And, and let's face it, we've always said we haven't really had any bad food in Las Vegas everywhere we've gone. We've gone because we have the ability to go no places off strip because of our family that lives there. Uh, we've found some really nice places to eat. And um, so the variety of places to go is endless. Plus, there's all the natural beauty that's there. You have the Red Rock Canyon, and you have Utah right beside it, which you and I both love visiting Utah. It's, a one, we think, one of the most beautiful states around. Uh, you know, parts of Utah um, sort of remind me of Pennsylvania, you know, with the green. That's something you don't get in Nevada, well, but it's only 50 miles away. Well, some of it, but I tend to like all the mountains in Utah and the natural parks, the Zions, the Monument Parks. I mean, those are just breathtaking to see. You have the Grand Canyon right there. There's a lot of places you can go from Las Vegas. And it seems to me, like when talking about, um, you know, visiting Utah, um, you know, day trip, it's the cleanest state that I've ever been in. I mean, it just, the, the towns, the little towns and, and the larger cities are immaculate. It, it's just like people have a little sense of pride there in terms right. of litter and cleanliness. Right, yeah. Well, I was fortunate enough to spend the summer there when I was in high school because my, I had family living there. And, and I realized that then, and I always said you know, I'm coming back here 
you know, when I'm older, that I can visit more places, even though I did visit quite a few when we were there. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah, it's one of them. And both the University of Utah campus and Brigham Young in Provo is, they're truly beautiful campuses, and uh, they're, they're fun to visit. Now, I do want to get back to the Pittsburgh area, um, because Pittsburgh is recognized in many ways, particularly with Carnegie Mellon and robotics. But medically, Pittsburgh is world-renowned. And, and that's a question that I have. Um, leaving the medical facilities uh, and the connections that physicians have in the Pittsburgh with um, comparing that to the ones in Las Vegas, I don't know a whole lot about the medical options in Las Vegas, but I know they wouldn't compare to what you find in Pittsburgh. So what's your thinking about that? Well, that is my biggest concern because Pittsburgh is the medical community of the world. Uh, people come here every year from all over to have procedures done. Between UPMC's campuses, facilities, and Allegheny Healthcare, there, there's not many more that compare to that. And we have every opportunity. And, you know, I've had some of my doctors for years, and the thought, and I, we can drive, you know, in half an hour or less to any of the facilities and we don't have to get a room somewhere you know we're we're right here I just really hate to give that up that to me is a little bit scary I, I don't think and I don't I know that Las Vegas does not have the same kind of medical community that Pittsburgh has not to fault them but they just do not um, and I don't I'm uncomfortable with that I know both of us are outgoing people. Um, you were the first female mayor in our area of a community in this county. Um, so I, you know, people say like if you if you retire away from where you live now or live most of your life, you, you know, you lose your friends. And I kind of have mixed feelings about that because I don't think with uh, social media, et cetera, I don't think you really lose friends. And I also think that since so many people do go to Las Vegas vacation-wise, um, as our daughter told us, a lot of her friends and she hook up in Las Vegas because they, they're there and they also want to visit Jill at the same time. So what's your feeling about leaving friends? Well, I tend to agree with you there. Uh, because Las Vegas is an entertainment center uh, and because it's a destination for a lot of people, people want to go there at least once or once they've been there, they like to go back. And I think you could, people would visit you there obviously you do you do lose some contact now you can keep in touch like you said with the internet anymore makes it very easy cell phones everything electronic makes it much easier to keep in touch with people and it's not like you're going to some really far out place that uh, no one can get to or there's no reason to go there and one of our reasons for going is we wanted to see our daughter and grandsons uh, more often. So I guess, you know, when you get to a certain age, your family becomes extremely important. You do want to spend time with your grandchildren. You want to spend time with friends too. But uh, one of the disadvantages, I think, for us to go there year round is we would see the grandkids back here and in Maryland less than we do now. Yeah, that's, that's something we've talked about. But right now, it's more sighted their way. You know, we see our Pennsylvania grandchildren very frequently, and we see our Maryland grandchildren much more often than we see our Las Vegas grandchildren. So that's, 
that's something that you know that we'll have to work out. I wanted to ask you, um, you've done most of the research on, on where we could possibly live, uh, and we're going to be in Las Vegas for 10 days. Um, we talked about this over and over again so far in the last couple of podcasts on the strip at Bally's, at Luxor, and then finally at Golden Nugget. But where are you going to take us some afternoons? What are we going to go look at in terms of possibilities for moving to Las Vegas? Well, we are going, I would like to make some arrangements. There's obviously these houses aren't going to last, but uh, I'd like to look at a few houses, and then I'd also like to look at some rentals because I don't feel, I I just don't know that I can commit to be there year-round yet. And maybe once I would go there, I would change my mind. I either would want to stay there or I wouldn't. So I think that's an option. I've also considered an RV. You know, we could... We love to drive across the country, and we've driven across at least three times. Now make that maybe almost 33 times. <laughs> well, we've driven, yeah, we've driven across, and we enjoy that. And then we stop at, you know, various states and other... Casinos. Well, yeah, we've, we've done quite a few trips like that. And then we could take Oliver, our little doggy, with us. That's another big feature, and that's a feature that people buy RVs for because they have pets and they want to take them along. I mean, that's just, that's an option. I don't know that I want to go that route either. I definitely wouldn't get a giant one because I don't want to be backing it up and parking it and doing all that stuff with it. Well, let's, let's close with by making odds the way a sports book does. So you're thinking right now, is it 50-50 we end up in Las Vegas? Is it 60-40 we end up in Las Vegas? Are the odds more that we're going to be in Las Vegas for the next 10 or 15 years or, or, or longer? Or do you think it's just something we should stop talking about? What's your thinking? What are the odds? Well, I'm not going to stop talking about it. So, you know, we've talked about it for almost 18 years. We <laughs> talked about it long before our daughter moved there. Well, we actually thought about getting jobs there, you know, because we both are very employable. So, uh, so you're thinking the odds are in the favor of Las Vegas? I would Vegas. say at least 50-50 at this point. I mean, I... I could definitely see living there winter months, you know, but um, there again, then we have this big property here. We'd have to have somebody maintaining the sidewalks and, you know, I, there's that issue. Or do we want to get rid of this house and get something smaller? I, I don't know what the options are, but we have options. That's the important thing, and we're looking at them. Well, I guess we have to say we'll leave it at that. It, it's 50-50, maybe a little bit more likely that we'll end up in Las Vegas than not because my wife, Janie, says she doesn't want to stop talking about it. So we'll have a chance to experience the sun in the desert in July in just about a month. So it's not that long that we'll be out there and we'll be checking things out, you know, under her leadership. <laughs> All right, so we come to another close in our podcast and uh, we want to remind everyone that Casinos USA is a place where every day is Saturday. See you in a couple weeks. Hey, every day is Saturday.